everybody, time for another CSS Tricks pairing screencast. This one's going to be really fun. We're going to dig into uh, doing some HTML and CSS for a brand new design of something and just learn what we learn along the way. I have with me D Gill. Hey, D. Hey, Chris and everybody. Yay. Uh, T is uh, uh, part of the extended family, as it were, around here on the apps that I work on. She does so much for me on CSS tricks, like a lot of uh, uh, finance type of stuff, because D happens to know a lot about finances. Maybe you'll recognize her from a CodePen radio podcast in which, uh, you know, you kind of helped us through the, the funding round we took at CodePen. So that's pretty mm -hmm. interesting and currently do a bunch of work for uh, CodePen finance stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. We actually, we <laughs> talked with D regularly because it's like, okay, it's time for the monthly numbers meeting. You do a lot of that. And even a little bit further back, we talked with D on Shop Talk because you went to Hackbrite. Yeah, that's right. In San Francisco. Yep. Yep. And like, and like made this transition from being all finance all the time to mm -hmm. learning to be a developer uh, and now, and then we're a developer for quite a while at SurveyMonkey after that. And now we're off on your own and you're building a new thing, which is my favorite thing in the world when it, because it squishes together your two worlds, your two expertises. So the That's thing right. is called Tinge. Tell us, mm -hmm. tell me about it. Yeah. So Tinge is a product I'm trying to build and CodePen is my first user, which is pretty awesome because I have <laughs> real numbers. Um, and basically what I'm trying to do is I'm turning what I do as a finance person for you guys into an app. Um, this means like importing all your data from Stripe and things like that yep. and telling you like this is how much revenue you're making on a daily basis and this is what your churn looks like and these are the things that you can do to manage CodePen better because you guys have growth goals and you have employees and you got to make sure that every, everything's running right. smoothly. So um, it gives us some insight into our financial situation at CodePen. Exactly. Which we, yes. at the moment, uh, you can see our need for it because, you know, I'm not going to show you any like backend stuff now, but I know you've seen it, D. There's like mm -hmm. little like Google charts that we like try to hook up internally and stuff. And like, you know, and so that's, it's not, it's not awful, but it's like nothing compared to like, you can see what we need. So you're building something and it, it really looks cool. So there's Tinge and it's like, this is like pre-alpha, right? Like nobody can even right. sign up for Tinge even at the right. moment. But um, if you're interested in that kind of thing, I don't know, get in touch with me and I'll maybe we'll get you in touch with D for some early access stuff when that is available. But the point of this is, do you, you're a backend person or at least that's how you think of yourself. Yeah, I mean, I started out learning Python at Hackbright, and then to work on Tinge, I've actually transitioned to Ruby on Rails, mm -hmm. um, and I do all of the like data importing, manipulation, building okay. out the APIs to make sure that each of the views has the proper data, um, but I haven't really spent a lot of time on CSS and HTML, totally not my wheelhouse. <laughs> you spent some time, and that's what we're going to... You know, so he, I mean, here's the moment. I have some UI. At this point, you're like, okay, I got this app doing a lot of stuff, but I, mm -hmm. you know, I need this to be a real app. It absolutely has to have a nice UI. So mm -hmm. you even hired out, and you ended up working with Katie Kavalson, I think, which did mm -hmm. who did some of the uh, with Sparkbox, some of the CodePen UI and stuff. Also, a kind of friend of the family. Uh, right. to do some stuff. And I have a JPEG of hers. I'll just open it. I have a JPEG that she created to send to you that's like, mm -hmm. this is what some UI of Tinge could look like. So, uh, you know, it's web UI. And you're like, I need to make this thing. And I think you've <laughs> taken a, a crack at it before. But e even the, the whole reason this pairing streamcast started was 
how much would it be for me to hire somebody to make this for me? Or what is that like? Or like, I need somebody to, I need some kind of some help with this. So in this screencast, I'm going to like have you help yourself. <laughs> Not that you shouldn't like hire somebody or work with somebody or whatever, but I thought this was an, an, an interesting opportunity. Like, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's HTML and CSS this thing. That's what we do around here at CSS tricks. So I thought what we'd maybe do is like, build some of it like i'll build some of it how i would do it and you can ask me questions because you've taken a crack at it before about what yeah. you struggled with and stuff and then yeah, i'll pass it off great. to you cool to, sounds for, awesome for some other areas so just look like i'm going to tackle this top bar the, the okay. deep black thing at the top that's what i'm going to do first but i want to know did you try that did you have any yeah i did yeah i did so um i actually looked at how you did code pen um and i see that it's very <laughs> not cheating nice. that's legit you can do that. yeah of course yeah it's very nicely responsive um and one of the the problems that i kind of had was getting the logo properly sized mm, okay. for each of the varying pieces and then kind of like nesting the navigation as well um, so for example each of the levers I call them like revenue you get okay. to look at different views there right like summary plans oh like I location. see this is you think of this as like sub nav that changes right, depending what you right. there. Oh, as you like switch through and so I was having a little bit of trouble there okay. and, um, and just in terms of, of navigation because I'm totally new to CSS and HTML I was doing some research on like how to best build a nav for SEO yeah. purposes okay. and, and things like that. Um, so. Okay. So you, so logo sizing was one of it. Sub nav was felt like a, how do I approach that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. And I, I spent a lot of time because I obviously would want this to be responsive. I, I spent a lot of time um, looking at Flexbox. Mm. Um, I, I watched That's what I would reach for too. So let's, right. I mean, maybe let's just kick off trying to build the thing and then we'll, sure. uh, you know, because I, you know, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, gosh, I, I don't really intend this to be a screencast all about Flexbox, but we'll probably use it a bunch because it's really mm. kind of useful. So I would, it's a header. It's the, it's your site header. So I would think in terms of it's a header. It's a header element. That's an HTML5 element. I'd probably give it a class because I give everything a class. Class equals uh, a site header, something like that. Uh, you got a logo. Usually I make logos clickable. So, you know, hash zero is just a little way to make sure this hash doesn't, can't possibly link to anything. It'll ultimately, it'll be something like this, you know, which is like, go back to homepage. But usually when I mock stuff out, I make it uh, clickable without any worry that things that you click. Why do you add the zero? I've usually just seen the pound sign. Yeah, I don't know. Zero is just a weird thing I do. I got it from like uh, Theory Koblenz, I think was like, uh -huh. uh, uh, he's like, this is an invalid ID. So mm -hmm. like it can't possibly link to anything, whereas the pound by itself links to the top of the page, which can be annoying. So it's okay. like, I don't know, it's just a little, it doesn't gotcha. matter. That's uh, helpful. So there's, there's your logo. Now we have revenue churn customers. That's navigation, I would call it. So let's use a nav tag. It's probably a you know site nav, something like that. Let's use an unordered list because then it will announce itself to screen readers as like containing three items or whatever, which can be useful. Let's put mm -hmm. three of those in there and let's just type revenue, um, churn, and customers. 
because mm-hmm. th- that's that's what we're that's what we're working with there. Uh, maybe let's ignore the save thing for now. I mean, we could put it in there, but it's like yeah, I don't really we don't need to. Uh, then there's the this little gear thing, which what do you think of that? It's like a drop down menu, maybe for yeah, exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. so then we have and then sign outs together. Maybe I'd call this like account actions or something like that. I'm just I'm just naming stuff. Then there's like this. I don't know. I guess the gear is like an account drop down, maybe. Uh, and then there's a gear, and then there's probably stuff in that, which is this is the uh, this is the account drop down itself. So this would be like I don't know your account or something. It'd be cool, like you know, this is gonna be like CodePen's dashboard or something. It'd be cool if you know it said CodePen on the top right to signify that it was. Oh, because you're logged in as yourself or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like you could put Chris from CodePen or whatever. Oh, interesting. Because you might have multiple users or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And, that's I, a cool. and I was looking at like um, a Mailchimp example where they'll have uh, Chris and then below it like the name of your company and the, the little Chevron oh. thing that drops down. You know what I'm? Sure. So there's about. like a multi-level kind of thing up there that yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just yeah. We could we could we could attempt that. Um, so there's the account dropdown, and right next to it is this sign out link, which is another link. So we'll just say sign out uh, maybe that's in the drop down maybe not we're just replicating what we're seeing right now and mm-hmm. so this is maybe a sign out link so i think we've represented everything pretty much from this header up here it just doesn't it doesn't look like a heck of a lot in the uh right now right mm-hmm. there's just it's just html just being rendered so let's start um designing it with uh with css a little bit so we have this big wrapping element called site header uh maybe we'd give it a background color so it just we know kind of the the dimensions we're working with so background i'm going to paste that in there i'm just using some little uh frank de loop i think it's called it's a fun little uh a little app for just like grabbing colors from wherever on the screen. It's pretty quick that way. So that's that's the bar. And I'd say we're working with a bunch of elements that are in a horizontal row together. This is here. This is horizontally next to it, horizontally next to it, horizontal. We're working with the horizontal row. And uh, just these days, whenever I see that, I'm just like, that's a flex. That's a flex container. It doesn't, not even horizontal, but anything in one row. It could be on top of each other too. So, I mean, watch what happens when we just put display flex on this thing. It just it's going to put a bunch of stuff next to each other that wasn't before. I should also say every time you set a background color, it doesn't hurt to set a, a color as well. In fact, you should. These should almost always come in a pair in CSS so that uh, it's good for accessibility reasons. So now this logo is next to this navigation, which is next to uh, this uh, account area. So if we kind of code collapse this stuff, we have three things inside this. So this has become display flex, and this is a flex item, and this is a flex item, and this is a flex item. This thing, this thing, and this thing. So that makes sense that what we're looking at so far, they're all kind of horizontally laid out mm-hmm. together. But these are still on top of each other. And in this, these are, are, are side by side, right? Yep. So uh, when so you explain yeah. it, it all seems so simple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we need, <laughs> sorry, it's just kind of like, this is kind of, a, I think uh, I'm just going to blast through this so you can kind of see what I'm 
doing a little bit. So now we're in site nav and we have the dots next to them. There's no dots in your design. I'd probably, and, and just to back up a little bit, I just have um, SCSS turned on just cause like I always work in that. And I don't mm -hmm. doubt that on a Ruby on Rails project, you're working on it too. And I have auto prefixer set as well. I just say that to say, if I go like this, that's not valid CSS. It's only valid SCSS, uh, but it will compile down to what we're looking for. So if we say list style none, you'll see those bullets go away down here. Mm -hmm. And then if we look at the compiled selector, that's what it's actually writing when we do nesting. And this is all the vendor prefixes for Flexbox. So we're getting some of that stuff for free because CodePen. And I saw you um, use some shortcuts, like you did dot and then the class name, yeah. which I haven't used in CodePen myself. <laughs> you haven't really? This, uh, uh, so if you yeah, go, but so I, I thought I saw you earlier go H1 tab. Yeah, I guess I didn't know the specific div class uh, right. shortcut. Right, nice. So you so can go so div dot class and get a class. But if yeah. you just do dot something, um, it assumes it's a div, I think. Oh, gotcha. Or gotcha. I think it's actually a little smart where it's like if you're in a... Gosh, if you're in an H3 or something and you do dot something, it, it'll be a span. Uh, I won't. I think in some instances it, it knows that. No, I guess that's valid. If you're maybe if you're in a span and you do this is totally an aside. It'll it knows that I'm in an inline element, so it'll the default will be a span instead of a div. Whatever. It it, it has smart default. So dot whatever gives you. Uh, a thing, a, a default element with that class on it. So yeah, little tricks, and this is a good one too, right? List times five gives you five. Oh yeah, there it was. That's what you do. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. It's like magic, black magic. Chris. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so these are, um, I got rid of the list styling, but they're not in a row because list items are automatically um, uh, block level elements. So I could say, mm -hmm. You know, these are in line instead. I could go disp and that, see, that's another little trick. I can just go di tab and it just knows what I mean. That's just another like little code pen trick using a thing called Emmet. Uh, and that's got them next to each other, which is pretty good. But like I, like I said, I, I'm always, I'm the captain of like, oh, they're in a row. Let's use Flexbox. <laughs> <laughs> so display flex here again, we'll also put those in a row. So let's leave that alone for now. If we go, and so in yeah. that case, the UL container, uh, the UL became the flex container. Correct? Yeah, it did because this wouldn't work if we put display on the site nav. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't, you know, these are like not children of this thing that's now flexbox because there's this right. thing in the way. Mm -hmm. This thing needs to be flex, so these become flex items. So yeah, in this case, we're moving the flex to the UL, that's great. And when I was um, playing with this myself, I was always confused as to like how many containers you can turn into a flex box. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Like, like doesn't it, it already feel weird that this one's flex and this one's flex? This one's flex. Yeah. So you can just turn whatever you want into. Heck yeah, Heck yeah, yeah, you can. You can indeed. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, you can nest it. You can have them be side by side. It's pretty wild. In fact, this could even be inline flex <laughs> uh, let's not get into all that stuff but uh, uh <laughs> you have a, a great um post the complete guide to flexbox yeah a ton yeah i'm pr i like that one too i use it a ton because mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's a hard to actually you know maybe we'll reference it in just a minute because i there's something coming out but see your account that's going to end up a drop down I'm, I'm already like getting annoyed by that let's get that away uh, <laughs> out of here so like um so the account drop down right account 
drop-down. It has a UL in it too, but it shouldn't be visible at first. And so, you know, this is questionable whether we should use display none, you know, but we'll put, we'll just put hide drop-down at first, and then we'll reveal it when you roll over it or something. Maybe we won't even get there, because what we're mostly concerned about at the moment is, uh, it's just getting it looking like the top and maybe doing a little responsive design stuff. Now, this is all the way on the left, butting against these things, but we want it all the way on the right. There's actually a really quick and easy way to handle that. So there's this account actions, which we haven't built yet, account actions, and it's the simplest thing in the world. You just go margin left, auto, and it's just gonna smash it all the way to the right. So we already have some like kind of layout coming together uh, of how that could work. Let's just do a little like housekeeping of of um, the style and look of this thing, so it looks like we're building something you know that's that's getting somewhat close to this. Uh, so in the site nav, in a I guess you know what they're all they're all caps, right? So text transform yeah. uppercase, boom, that makes them all caps. I would prefer. How did that not work? Oh, because they're not anchor links yet. <laughs> we made them uh, list items, but really they should be links, right? So here's mm -hmm. a little code pen trick. Command shift A, and it'll be like, what do you want to wrap it in? I want to wrap it in an A. Okay. <laughs> and it wraps it in an A. <laughs> nice little trick. A and A. So now, now that you can see they went uppercase because they... Uh, I just, I'd prefer to see uppercase being done in CSS than over here, than going revenue. That's funny. That's actually, when I was trying this on my own, that's something I discovered like 50% in. I was like, oh wait, the correct way to do this would probably be through CSS. <laughs> uh, it probably, it probably would be. Because if you change your mind in the future and stuff, you know, when people right. copy and paste, I don't know, it's just annoying. I think when people mm -hmm. use all caps for that, it's the... CSS is the tool of choice there. So we're going to set the color of those um, to, the, to, to the right color. Now, what I was thinking when I was looked at this is like, when I want to click this, I would think, I don't want it, my mouse to have to go right on that. I prefer a big, nice, chunky, chunky mm. area to, to click on. I think that would be nice. So I would like it um, if these anchor, like right now I'm clicking and it's not clicking anything underneath them. Mm -hmm. So like, let's make that thing do the spacing for us kind of. First of all, let's get them all in, in a row because this, so in account actions, these things should be side, um, side by side as well. So account actions, you're going to be display flex. That's going to put those things side by side. Uh, cool. And then let's see, this, this thing is display none. I think this thing has some margin to it. Um, automatically so that's like down to base level now now if I wanted to make these things have padding to them I could put like 20 pixels on each of them but it's not going to give us vertical padding because they're inline so we got to go display inline block and that'll like make sure that the padding on top of them is is maintained now you can see as my mouse goes into the black area they're immediately clickable big nice chunky thick areas for that to to work on it looks like this one you have uh is is the active one so right, that, right. that that doesn't hurt so maybe we'd put on each one we'd say for revenue it'd say class equals active and that's something your template and rails would spit out or something uh so in in here we could go like dot active a becomes whatever this color is and it looks like it went bold as well so font weight bold and color 
that and so that one kind of becomes becomes the the active one there let's deal mm -hmm. with the logo a little bit because you know we're just we're just getting it getting her going here uh what really i would do with the a you know or i would do something like make this background like svg or something and use your actual logo but let's just use mm -hmm. text for now so no text maybe it's white it looks like it's a little smaller than the other text so font size maybe a little less than normal uh, and then Chris how do you decide between using pixels or rems or ends and things like and that might be too big of a conversation for <laughs> this but well, I, don't, I don't know I mean I just like I'm just like let me just go with rem for now because it's relative to everything else on the page kind of uh, okay. I just reach for rem right away usually for everything I think it's very easy to reason about it's not like it's not dependent on the parent it's dependent on the entire document and I just think that's kind of nice if i think if you're just like you know i'm gonna go with m because i've heard a lot of good things about m i think mm -hmm. unless you really know what you're doing you find yourself getting in weird situations where it's getting set on places that are it's it's like cascading down in weird ways i think you'll you'll kind of at, at the beginning of your css life m is a is a pretty good choice for or rem is a pretty good choice for uh just feeling comfortable okay Cool. Uh, these letters are spaced out a little bit. That's a CSS property, maybe like three pixels or something. It gives it that little <laughs> spacey mm. outy thing. Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, now it's not aligned with all this. This is not aligned. It's on the top. These are in the middle. This mm. would be a moment where you're like, what is that flex property that aligns these things? Mm, what is it? You know, I happen to know what it is. It's align items and you just say center and then I'll push them all in a line. So that's nice. Um, but if you didn't, you could Google Flexbox, and our guide usually comes out pretty good on CSS tricks. And there's little graphics that show you the different kind of things that Flexbox can do, which is like, go this way, go that way, um, wrap. And uh, so here's one that centers things horizontally, but there's this other one, align items, that this is centers them this way. It's a pretty nice little guide for, 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 for dealing with the Flexbox properties, I think. And, and I, when I was um, learning about Flexbox, I also uh, watched Wes Boss's videos. Oh, does he have, were, yeah, he does have one Flexbox, right? He has like a free series of maybe 22 videos, and he actually uses uh, your CSS tricks guide in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> but um, that was awesome, too. That's a great um, resource if you're just learning Flexbox. So we're just going to kind of push things away from, from the side a little bit. But we already kind of have a pretty decent-looking... Um, uh, 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 situation here, you know, like this is this is kind of a header. Not yeah, it looks not, great. Not so bad, really. And you know, we can mess around with fonts and stuff. In fact, I think I have this kind of on a clipboard sitting somewhere. We could use your Roboto fonts. Yeah, there you go. Because why not? We'll import that, and then I think we could, if we just use, um, we just set it on the body. It will just kind of cascade through, through the world. Yeah, that's kind of mad. I think this is Roboto over here. It may not. Yeah, be. it's Roboto. It's Roboto and Roboto condensed. I think that's probably uh, what gave the revenue the bold, possibly. Uh, well, we set the we set member dot active. We said oh, I oh, want the font yeah, weight yeah. to be bold on that one. And we could even to to emphasize it, we could go like background, um, or we could say like darken this color that already exists by like 40% or something and give it kind of a, that way it just emphasizes, just for this video, it emphasizes how the, like the clickable area of that, of that particular mm. link. 
which is kind of neat. So let's change views here a little bit and, d and think a little bit about um, the responsiveness of this, because like most apps these days, you're kind of thinking about different screen sizes and stuff. I'm sure it's usually kind of a, a given. So that's, w we can do the a code pen is nice that we can flip the, the code editors like that, but we have this thing like, ugh, it doesn't like squish very good and it's giving us this horizontal scroll bar situation. It's not the, uh, it's not the squishiest and nicest of navs, unfortunately. So uh, what should we do about that? Did you have something in mind? I mean, I have some ideas, but. Oops, oh, for uh, like a mobile view of the nav? Yeah, kind of like this doesn't, I mean, there's one yeah. thing you can do. Yeah, tell me. Oh yeah, so I was actually using one of your CSS Tricks articles and um, maybe at like 600 pixels, I have mm -hmm. the nav kind of center and then eventually I pull up this like, uh, that hamburger stack basically. Oh, sure, okay. And then it just goes off of the canvas and um, you use flex to have it, um, have each of the elements stack on top of each other instead of being on a, oh, in a row. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, it um, seems like there's three, so we could probably get them in a row, but I, but I like that. We can, we, can, we can mess around with some ideas here. I like that you just like, you're automatically, like your mind is there. You're like, okay, well, there's gotta be some small screen situation for this, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's figure out, uh, 600 feels like it's, it could possibly work for us. We'll, we'll, we'll play with it. That's how you write a media query in CSS that can apply things like we could go body, background, red, and then as we kind of cross that threshold, it becomes red, right? And it turns out 600 is a moment at which it, it kind of starts to um, get funky anyway. So that turns out to be a pretty good number. Good guess. <laughs> um, Let's see. So I, I think we could leverage some kind of cool Flexbox things to help us in this regard. Uh, one of them would be like, maybe let's like, when it hits that moment, let's like bring this down onto its own line underneath it because I think it will fit pretty clearly that way. One thing that, you know, just so you know about Flexbox, you can go flex wrap, wrap, and then as soon as it starts getting weird, it's happy to, uh, it's happy to, to come down. So that are automatically kind of solves some interesting stuff. You don't always want it to behave like that, but I mean, already we've come a long way on the responsiveness of this thing. But let's say, let's just say for fun that we only want it to do that like when we tell it to do that. So maybe we'd, we have this media query. We'd say in here, uh, site header, you get that ability at that level. And then what I kind of was thinking is take these three links and move them down to its own row. The problem is they're in the middle of the HTML right now. So one thing is like, gosh, how do we, how do we move them after this? Well, Flexbox has our back in that regard, which is pretty cool. We can say that the site nav, which is one of the flex children of this, this thing. So at this media query, we'd go like site nav. We can literally change the order of it. And the order of all of them uh, right now, it's literally this property, order. Uh, what what does it be? I think if we put order two, it will force it to be the end. Like, yeah, check that out. So now when it clicks, it wraps, but it also pushes it to the end, which I think is kind of kind of a cool thing. Uh, so you know, and then and then maybe you could even be like, it has like background three 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 or something. So it feels like it's uh, its own kind of row. And then we'd say maybe width 
hundred percent. So it gets that. So like, that's already kind of nice, right? Like, boom, it becomes its own kind of sub row of, oh, the, yeah. of, the, nice. of the tinge world. I mean, I don't know if that's what you're going after necessarily. Maybe that takes up too much vertical room uh, in the thing. Where is that space coming from? We can always check that out. It looks like it's uh, there's automatically padding on that. So we'd say site nav, you have no padding we'd remove. So just one, like we removed margin, we'll remove padding as well. Then I would kind of hug the left there. She'll get a little nice. closer to the logo up there too. So anyway, that's just like something that gets us pretty close. So we have this mock-up that we started with. This would be an easy asset to cut out as SVG and we'd replace that up there. Um, there's a few little trivial things. What do we call it? The sign out, you know, this gear wasn't the even. Action items or something. Yeah, I mean, that was just a thing that we just added kind of for fun. And then we called this like sign out link or something, yeah. And it's also a little smaller, but it remains underlined, which I, you know, I don't mind. So uh, it's the same color as these, but it's even smaller. Oops, I picked the wrong color. But anyway, green looks kind of cool too. <laughs> Notice how it's not aligned either because it's a flex child of account actions. And we didn't center those. So this is our chance, align item center. And those will go in the middle. Maybe we'll kick the thing away from the left. So margin left, I don't know, 10 pixels or something. Pushes that gear away, which would also be like a little SVG icon or something. Looks like it has the uh, its uppercase as well. So anyway, really came together, didn't it? Yeah, it looks nice. Um, cool. So. Now, that's just that. And I know I'm just like, talk, 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 talk. <laughs> and, th and I didn't necessarily mean for that. I'm sure we could do a screencast on any number of finance-related things where I just sit there drooling at the screen as well. Uh, uh, but like, can let's switch gears a little bit. Do you want to, uh, like, do you want to tackle this white bar or something? And you could, uh, you could drive for a little bit, or, or do you want? Sure, sure. I mean, or did you want to go over the pen that I had built? Oh, you have that? Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Sure, I didn't even realize. So, okay, so that you're, you're like tackling of, of this UI that you tried. Uh, or like um, just taking a look at kind of what I built and oh, yeah, maybe yeah, you yeah, can yeah, point yeah, out the look. problems that <laughs> it has. Okay. So do you want to share your screen or do you want to shoot me a URL of it so we could look on this screen? Yeah, why don't I just uh, send you the URL? That's fine. I think Screen Hero has the uh, the poof -a -poof thing. I think I have yeah. Slack turned off, so. Yep, yep. Okay, there it is. Nice. Revenue Dashboard V1. Oh, look at this. <laughs> All right, so let's get wide with this. Ooh, look at that. It's nice and flexy. There's what <laughs> looks like an older version of the Tinge Logger, maybe a, a newer, newer version. Newer, newer version. version. Fun. Yeah. So you're, you know, like this looks like pretty close to. Uh, um, yeah, but to it took me about a couple of hours versus your like oh, ten minutes okay. of. <laughs> oh look at you got the you got the hamburger thing cooking yeah. already. Yeah, it's a little it's a little. Uh, that's okay <laughs> though. This is better. That's pretty good for a couple hours, I think. <laughs> so let's look at let's look at um, let's just look at some of this stuff first and see how the the markup see, is. See, there's a problem right there. Uh, line eleven, where I should have used text transform instead of uh, 
capitalizing it in the HTML itself. Oh, these? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's as far <laughs> as like fouls go, it's not so bad. Um, I see. So you have this toggle nav thing. That's cool. I also see you have an H1 within a UL here. That would be like invalid. Okay. The only thing that's acceptable in a UL is list items. So maybe mm -hmm. we, we would just like, I don't know, I would just like move this, move this away from that world and we'll just fix the fallout. But that would be like, that would be weird and it would probably be like inconsistent and some browsers. So mm -hmm. uh, best not to do that. Okay, so we have a nav. Uh, this doesn't bother me having a, a link in nav. Nav is just saying like, oh, this stuff in here is navigation. So that's cool. And you approached it as, um, Here's the primary stuff at the top, mm -hmm. and here's the secondary stuff at the bottom. That's, mm -hmm. the, you know, that doesn't bother me in any way. And then revenue dashboard below that. So there's a kind of a lot going on in this <laughs> header. It's, 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 it's this and this and this and this. It's all four of these bars all in one thing. I guess that's okay. It's a header. It is what it is, I suppose. Um, Interesting. And feel free to like change it to whatever oh you yeah, would do. I will. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. It's it just se it also seems like having this logo be an H1 and uh. this revenue dashboard be an H1 probably not great. I'd probably not even use um, an H1 up here. Uh. I would just say class equals logo on this. Okay. Because when somebody's you know when Google's looking at this page, it doesn't care that your logo is. You know, it cares, you know, I know it's not exactly like uh, publication or something where that matters, but this is the proper hierarchy. We're looking yeah, at the revenue dashboard. That should be the H1 on the page. It's like say. more semantically correct, basically. Mm -hmm. And look, here's a date already. I'd probably use time for that. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, we could get into it, it. It should have a date time attribute that is more server generated uh, that matches what this actually means programmatically. Uh, right, right. Yeah. yeah, just little stuff like that is kind of a, a nice touch. You're you're in like alpha land here, so it's like those things are are, are kind of detail oriented. But like, you know, if somebody's writing markup, you might as well write good markup. You know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we have this section that is the metrics, which is probably this white bar, right? So yeah. looks like where does it say? Oh, here it is. Um, yeah, January is the thing I was just looking at. That's this big. That's this thing. And then you have this div, 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 all in a row, and they're just different. They're literally metrics. I like that, that you named it. It's a metric, and then it's a total rev metric, and then it's a metric, and then it's a new user's metric. I might even, like, in, like do this type of thing, mm -hmm. you know, like namespace what it is. Like, this is the thing, and then this is a variation on that okay. thing. If you ever hear talk, have people talk about BAM, I think it's kind of, it looks like, this or something I don't even remember all the BEM rules but it's kind of like mm. this doesn't mean anything really if not attached to this so it's yeah, I don't know think of things as a variation I'll leave it alone for now no it's fine go ahead and change it back um, well I just was, didn't know if it was actually doing something but it's uh, it doesn't appear to be at the moment so okay so this is great <laughs> we're moving on <laughs> it looks pretty good so here's the primary number it has to have a class because it's styled differently then there's these things that you're calling subtitles. Let's see, 54, that has to be a span so that it can be styled differently. A span is fine because it really doesn't, you know, the meaning of 54 transactions is, you know, in HTML, it should be 
you know, 54 transactions, but you like, you need a span because sometimes you just need a span to do some styling. Mm. So that makes perfect sense to use spans there. They're inline elements. Uh, and then some money. And then they're all just, they're all really similar. Learn more yeah. length, perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, they are the a little weirdly squished. Right, right. It's when it's in a bigger browser, it's not as bad. But there's this problem between like mobile, like you know, I think it's like 400 pixels, and then there's like an in-between spot where the spacing goes really bad. Um, but oh, I see. Yeah, you'd probably do. You know, when you're deciding on the media query, sometimes you're just like this. Uh, Eh, that's probably about as close as I'd want it kind of thing. Mm. Um, and there's, and then, and so even code pen, you can see right at the bottom there, it's saying about, I don't know, uh, 1,130 uh, pixels. That's kind of a nice little trick to be like, Oh, Hey, cool. Maybe I'll, that's where I'll make the media query, but there's probably other tricks as well. Maybe you'd, um, rather than start like totally reshuffling the design, maybe it makes sense to do like, you know, always put a break. Um, before the year, that gives a ooh that was, that got weird. Uh, that gives us some more space. You know, we can get a little bit narrower before it gets weird because this is on two rows now. Or maybe mm. you could even design it like uh, like always break them all. Oops, br January twenty one two thousand five because you know these are going to be fairly tall too. That gets mm. us even a little bit more space. I don't know. I'm just playing around, you know, with, 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 this is just my brain working on how this thing might be designed. But at some point, it's just too small. It's just right. too small. And then what do you do? I'm kind of thinking that it might be nice to put January up on its own row up here. And then you get all this space on the left here to, to, to break. So it might just be a matter of allowing it to wrap. Um, can you uh, squish it a little further to see what happens? At oh, it does. Oh, it eventually does something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it might just not be the media query. It might not just be set properly. Yeah, well, it's not, yeah, properly, schmopperly, you know. <laughs> uh, but it might be kind of nice to have, like, intermediary choices rather than all or nothing. This is, like, all right. or nothing, right? This is, like, exactly. and boom, there it goes, you know. Right, right, right. Um. Let's see. So it is metrics today. Let's find it. Metrics it's way at the bottom, yeah. today. Mm -hmm. Is it display flex? Oh, indeed it is. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, flex wrap wrap. If it always wrapped, I wonder at what point it would make choices about wrapping. You know, <laughs> like it's making choices a little, a little, yeah. s a little sooner here about how things wrap. That might be okay though. Let's see. Let, let let's try. Let's not. Yeah, let's leave wrap on there, but let's say, uh, let's see. Um, there's this, because this becomes a flex item too, because this is a flex parent. And then this is a flex item, and this is a flex item, and this is a flex item, and this is a flex item. I suppose at one point you could, once a certain point hit, like, oh, that's close enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna what's the width right there? It's 875, let's say. I'm just going to throw one at the bottom at media max width 875. We'll say that we'll say that metrics today. What's the, um, this, the time thing again, uh, date today, date today becomes a hundred percent wide and that's going to force everything below it to wrap. 
So width 100%. And then doesn't it have those brake tags in it? Let's just display none those. <laughs> so it won't nice. break anymore. Uh, so right at that moment it goes boom and it lines up at top, giving us more room for the rest of it. So it's a slightly less, it's, it's not quite all or nothing. And then the all or nothing thing happens, you know? Right. So that's kind of a nice little, little shoot a loot there. Isn't there some, like it was weird how they, like th doesn't this one feel lower than the other ones? And maybe it's because of that dollar sign. Yeah, I think so. But it's like you might as well line them up on the top. So that's a moment where you'd be like, what is that again? Oh, yeah, it's a, it's a line items flex start <laughs> or whatever it is. So you'd be like, uh, metrics or what's the thing we are looking for? It's this uh, metrics today. But it's a different one. Flex, flex wrap, uh, align items, flex start. It's just going to make sure that they're all aligned up at the top, which they're not. <laughs> Maybe it, oh, there. It's because they're centered. Now they're all aligned at the top. I think that probably makes a little bit more sense to have these lines, uh, have them always like like that <laughs> essentially yeah that looks a lot better so i don't know we could play with this forever we don't it, it'd be it'd actually be kind of nice and it probably would happen in the design phase if you were you know and i know that working with katie she is all about this kind of thing being like uh this is getting a little squishy at this point how do you envision you know can i here's a screenshot of where it gets like what do you what do you think should happen now on, on some level you can make those choices you know and i think mm -hmm. front-end developers often do make those choices they're just like hey, i'm just gonna shove this thing over here and shove that thing over there because it, it seems to look good and fine and any anybody on earth can have an opinion about this kind of thing so but i think this is like a pretty solid start you know i think flexbox is kind of the right the right choice for some of this stuff keeps it nice and flexy and filling the space and looking good yeah awesome uh yeah i wonder if people out there have an opinion about like because it's I don't know. I, I'd be interested in your opinion in like, do you mm -hmm. want to pursue this more? Or are you still thinking that like, I don't know, like <laughs> I'd rather yeah. just hire no. a front end developer. Yeah, no. I mean, I spent a lot of time like trying to learn all the basics. And at first it's like memorizing a lot of stuff. Like I think you, I, I forget the property you used to make like the logo, the spacing in between. I was like, oh, I haven't seen that one. So at first it's like rote memorization and then it's getting to the level of comfort that you have where you're just like, okay, let's build these you know, HTML elements with no formatting and then let's just make them look pretty however we can. Um, so I, I think it just takes me a while to, to kind of get it to, Absolutely. I mean, to the level that is basically, you know, um, you don't even have to think about it basically. And so it's obviously its own craft and you have to devote a lot of time to it. So me being a back-end developer, you know, I don't know if it's the right Certainly. thing for me to Most people don't do both. I mean, right. that's just the way it is these days. A lot of people do and a lot of people can, can, can fuddle around with it. I mean, like it or not, you'll get mm -hmm. better at HTML and CSS as you go, mm -hmm. I think. Whether right. you'd ever decide to like totally focus on it is another thing, but like right. certainly things like having an H1 and a UL will start standing out to you more in the mm -hmm. future. Kind of thing. Yeah, so I can fuddle around with it, but what's interesting is going from just like JSON APIs to building CSS and HTML. I'm like, wow, this is so gratifying because I get to see the product itself 
change and it's like I feel the power um, but that's why there's like a division of, of labor basically when you're building an app you can't do do it all yeah so. yeah you can't do it all and neither should you because I you know I mean mm -hmm. I don't know do you want Tinge to, to grow up into an awesome app that I know it will so uh, yeah, having, a, having a larger team is, is going to help you and, and allow you to like you know focus on what you're good at and whatever and delegate and stuff so that I mean that's another huge topic of course but um, uh, you're getting there. Um, I think the real tinge is a little further along than this, probably. So we'll just uh, we'll just just know that this was just a fun little pairing opportunity to to learn a little bit about HTML and CSS from a yeah. fr from a pers you know a fairly u unique perspective. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Chris, for doing this. Yeah, and and let's do another one someday when Tinge is even further along, and you can show me like how to use it, and like, and I can just be like, <laughs> what did you do? How does churn work? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to be the I want to be the student on that one. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, see you later, D. See you, Chris. <laughs>